Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Today, we are looking at an important message. It is titled, Lesson from the Parable of the Ten Virgins. Lesson from the Parable of the Ten Virgins. Lesson from the parable of the ten virgins. Amen. Now, you know that Jesus, during his earthly ministry, often taught in parables. Now, one of Jesus' main goals was that he wanted everyone he spoke to to understand what he said. In fact, it was a very it was a big deal for him. He always wanted people to understand the message he came with. Praise the Lord. So he often used parables. Parables are more or less allegories. They are, they are sayings that try to convey the meaning of what he said. Amen. And there was this important parable. You know, he, he gave many parables. But the parable of the ten virgins is one that is needed and must be understood especially in our times because the day of the lord is fast approaching jesus is coming but it is like the church of god is not ready a lot of people a lot of christians are not ready they are not ready to go back home they are so preoccupied with the things of this world so much that when we even talk about heaven and Jesus coming, you find some Christians who claim they are even afraid. Why should you be afraid of you going back home? Praise the Lord. Now, every time I travel out of Ghana, the most important day that I always look forward is when I'm coming back home. Because when I'm coming back, I'm coming to meet my children, my wife. You are coming back home to meet your environment. So it should not be something that you'll be afraid of that you want to go back home. We don't come from this earth. Christians don't come from this earth. And some of you, you have not even seen your, your home country before. How many Christians have had the privilege to go to heaven to see heaven even whilst we are still here? Not many Christians have had the vision or the, the opportunity to visit heaven. 
You have not been there, so you don't know how that place looks like. So why should you be excited that when we say that Jesus is coming for his people? Praise the Lord. So after hours, the Holy Spirit visited me last week and taught me the real, the true meaning of the parable of the ten virgins. And I've been, you see, I've been musing and I've been thinking about it all these days. And I'm excited to bring it to you today. Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter number 25. Praise the Lord. And I'm reading from verse number 1. Please open your Bibles with me. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil with their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all, now take note of this, they all, all of them, slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to him. Go out to meet him. Verse number 7. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should, be, there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell. And buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready, now underline it, those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, As surely I say to you, I do not know you. And then, verse number 13. Can we all read it together? Verse 13, one to go. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Father, Lord, sanctify your word in Jesus' name. Amen. It says, for you do not know the hour nor the day that the Son of Man will come. Therefore, watch. Say watch. Say watch. The parable of the ten virgins is so important. Because it depicts two groups of people who share the same characteristics. Now, the two of the five groups of the virgins were described as virgins 
in other words they were righteous in other words those people were saved so as virgins they were righteous they had been saved by the lord and they were holy but one group was described as foolish when the other group was described as wise now this particular um, um, parable has given rise to a lot of false doctrine anyway right because a lot of people have not received the proper teaching on this parable so they don't understand it this parable is not to condemn anyone neither is it to put fear into anyone instead it is a parable that is to help us to be ready for the lord amen it is a parable that is what meant for us to be what ready for the lord so now let's go into the parable and let's see why jesus said what he said okay are you ready all right first of all let's look at the five foolish ones let me talk about the bad ones before i come and talk about the good ones amen so bear in mind that these virgins let's say that these virgins were all christians so that you understand it to the basic the virgins is equal to what christians those who are born again they are full of the holy spirit they are born again amen i'm not talking about church goers i'm not talking about those who just know about jesus i'm talking about those who are born again so the virgins are equal to christians born again so let's look at the five foolish virgins what made them to be described as foolish because you need to understand why jesus described one set as foolish and one set as wise which led to the foolish being left behind and the wise going with the lord are you here with me when we understand why they were described as foolish and, and why the others were described as wise it's easy to understand the parable so that you can learn and be ready for the lord are you on the same page with me all right please follow and pay attention what is the meaning is meaning of foolish let's look at it let's study that word what is the meaning of foolish a lot of people find that word derogatory in other words if you tell someone right now the person is foolish they see that it is an insult isn't it you've insulted me how do you say foolish crying tree right so jimmy four okay so if you tell someone say you are a foolish person that person will be very offended because we think that's an insult you see technically let me tell you the truth technically there is no word per se that should even be seen as an insult every word has a meaning when you understand the meaning then you know what to do with it i get what i'm saying yes the meaning is what will let you know you know some people just get offended because of the meaning but some people just get offended when they don't even understand what is being said we find jesus using the term foolish to describe a group of people 
Right? Okay. So what does it mean to be foolish? Foolish is translated from the Greek word moros. Moros. Please write it down. M-O-R-O-S. Moros. Moros. And if this sounds familiar to you, yes. It is the same way we get the English word moron from. If you say someone is a moron. It's another way of saying the person is foolish. Have you heard that word before? Moron. Alright. So it's another way of saying it's foolish. Now what does this word mean? Now please write it down. And when you go home, listen to the tape again. Moron or foolish means to be mentally dull. To be mentally dull. Two, sluggish in understanding. Mentally dull. Two, sluggish in understanding. Three, morally worthless. Morally worthless. If somebody is worthless. Morally worthless. And four, stupid. I go by it again. Foolish means from the Greek word moros, mentally dull, sluggish in understanding, morally worthless, and stupid. Now, the Webster Dictionary even defines foolish as Lacking in sense. Lacking in sense. Judgment or discretion. So when, so when you say someone is foolish, meaning that the person lacks sense, judgment, or discretion. So to call someone foolish is to question that person's moral character and level of understanding. Now, pay attention. When you say someone is foolish, then that person has a question mark over his morality and the level of understanding. If somebody does not understand something, the person will have a wrong sense of judgment and his discretionary power will be limited. Listen, foolishness is not the absence of knowledge. Foolishness is the absence of understanding which leads to moral bankruptcy. Please pay attention. Foolishness is not the absence of knowledge, but it is the absence of understanding which leads to moral bankruptcy. Praise the Lord. It is to cast aspersion on someone's character, to take the reputation of someone away. That is what it means to be foolish. So, 
at the end of the day, if someone lacks understanding, are you here with me? If someone lacks understanding, the person can easily be foolish. Because then, the ways of the person will be corrupted. Because if you, if you don't have understanding, right, then the things that you do will be without meaning. And then morally, you will not be upright. You will be unrighteous before God. And you will be a sinner. Technically. Are you following me up to this point? So when you say, if you, don't, don't just say, okay, this person is foolish. No, 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 no. Even Jesus said, don't say to anybody that the person is foolish. What would, would characterize foolishness is when the person has been told in black and white language, but the person did not understand and led to moral bankruptcy. I get what I'm saying. We are going to learn very deep things today. So please, have an open mind. Don't think that I'm talking about somebody here. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm bringing you the gospel truth. This one too is for me. This message too is for me. Say this message is for me. Praise the Lord. Now, we have just learned what foolishness means. So what is wisdom or what does it mean to be wise? So let's quickly look at that so that we will contrast the two and make meaningful progress. Is that a good thing? Are you here with me? The word wise, which was used by Jesus in this verse, was translated from the Greek word phronesis. Phronesis. P-H-R-O-N-E-S-I-S. Phronesis. P-H-F-R-O-N-E-S-I-S. Say phronesis. Now, I remember some time ago, I taught these things. I, I taught, you know, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Yeah. Now, phronesis means understanding. Please write it down. Wise or wisdom, it means understanding. Two, prudence. And three, Practical virtue. Wise or phronesis in Greek means understanding, prudence, P-R-U-D-E-N-C-E, or practical virtue. Now, in ancient times, phronesis mean, or, or it meant wisdom or intelligence that was relevant to practical action. Hey, listen. Wise, wisdom. It means, okay, and it still means that, that same way today. But when they said phronesis back then, what they meant, intelligence, relevant to practical action. In other words, those who are wise, they are practical people. They are those who practice what they understood. 
Ah, come on, Karabada Seyanda. I've explained a lot of this in my book, Two Steps to Wisdom. But you have to understand. When you say somebody is wise, it's not because the person is proverbial. The person can say sweet things and can, can rhyme and sound poetical. You know, a lot of people, when, when somebody becomes poetical, they think the person is wise. No. Wisdom is not poetry. Write it down. Wisdom is not poetry. Wisdom is the practical application of what you understand. Wisdom is the practical application of what you understand. Over the years, people have defined wisdom as the application of knowledge. No, it's not the application of knowledge. Wisdom is not the application of knowledge. Wisdom is the application, practical application of what you understand. That is Phronesis. So, five of those ten virgins did not have the level of understanding, okay, that will help them to apply the righteousness they have received in Christ. The other five who were wise, they had understanding and they live what they understood practically. It was their everyday lifestyle. So what makes this 10 virgin parable very important? You find a group of Christians whom after receiving eternal life, now the oil there means the spirit. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, you cannot be born again. So which means that the five foolish virgins, they had oil. They were born again. They, were, they had the Holy Spirit. Please, listen to me. They had the Holy Spirit. They were born again, but they did not understand eternal life. They didn't even know why they were born again in the first place. There are many, many, many Christians who think that they get born again just to come to church. Or to just call themselves Christians. No. You are not born again just to show up in church. Or to call yourself a Christian. You are born again to live a life. You are born again to live eternal life. It is life of the spirit. And if you don't understand it that way, let me tell you. You come to church and then you go home and live anyhow. That was the story of the five foolish virgins. They were people, okay, who lacked spiritual understanding of life in Christ. And they did not practically apply understanding of what they had. So they were living anyhow. They were living anyhow. There are people who come to church. They hear the word, don't fornicate. They will leave church and go and fornicate. There are people who come to church and they hear, don't be drunk with wine. But they will leave church and go to blue kiosk. There are people who come to church and they know, don't think about yourself, don't be selfish. But they will leave church and go and live a selfish life. They don't practice what they have. 
can you say, see, I told you about three weeks ago, everything that God created lived their lives. The tree is living as a tree. The goat is living as a goat. Whatever God has made, they live in their glory. So why are you, as a child of God, you are not living as a child of God? That is the story of the five foolish virgins. Please, are you here with me? They were people, they were foolish because they were dull mentally. They never had understanding that they had received life. So they didn't know the kind of life. Today they are here in, in the spirit. Tomorrow they are there in the world. And they are living anyhow. Now listen. A lot of people have made a big deal that, oh, uh, you can lose your salvation. You can lose your salvation. Let me tell you. Technically, nobody loses your salvation. Why? Because salvation leads to, into eternal life. But the point is this. God expects you to bear fruit of what you have. You don't have a church character, a house character, and an office character. No, 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 no. Uh, there are some people, if you see them in church, you even think they don't even talk. When you see them in church, they are holy. They are, they are very nice people in church. When they go home, they live differently. When they are in the office too, they live differently. One person, you are living differently. Church, home, office. So who are you? Are you a chameleon? Now, are you a chameleon? Ask your neighbor, are you a chameleon? A chameleon is that animal that changes per the environment. So you are in church. You have become spiritual. When you go home, you become normal. When you go to the office, that one too, you are, hey, one person, you have three different faces. Master, that is not what God is looking for. You only have one life to live. And that life is eternal life. The way I am in church and in the spirit should be the same way I am in the house. Should be the same way I am at the office. I get what I'm saying. I must bear spiritual fruit everywhere I go. Why? Because I understand the kind of life I have. And because I have that life, I practice it. And until you practice what you understand, you are not wise. You are a fool. So realize that if I tell you that you are a fool, you say I have not insulted you. I'm telling you that you don't understand. Put your hand on your head and say, Father, give me understanding. Oh, say, Father, give me understanding. Please, this is a serious business. Oh. It's a serious thing I'm teaching you. Because many people, are, they think, oh, I'm born again. I go to church. You are the person. What does it mean to be born again? I go to church. What do you mean that you go to church? Do you know the people that show up in church? There are all kinds of people sitting here right now. Do you think you are a child of God because you just showed up in church? No. If indeed you say you are a child of God, 
If you are God's child as you claim, then you will behave as God's child. You see the way Jesus Christ came and the way he, the things he did. He came to demonstrate that indeed he was from above and he's not from this world. If you are born again and you have the Holy Spirit, you must be able to live the way God wants you to live. Are you here? You must be able to live. That is all that God, um, Jesus was teaching us in the parable. He doesn't want see because see, listen. If you go and you conform to the world, when you have become born again, I'm telling you, the world will corrupt you so much that by the time Jesus shows up, it's like you have lost your identity. You don't even know who you are. When Jesus is coming for his church, then you hear that Jesus is coming for his church, then you come, hey, please, save me, oh, I, I, I am part of you. What shows that you are part of me? It, it will be too late. That is why you must live as a child of God and practice eternal life every single day, every single minute, every single second in your mind, in your speech, in your actions, everything must reflect that indeed you are a child of God. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. We have a life to live. Tell anybody we have a life to live. We have a life to live. Don't try and conform to the world. Romans 12, 1 to 2. He said, don't conform. In other words, don't be like them. Don't be like the world. Be yourself. If the world like gambling, don't go and start gambling with them and come and sit in church and say, oh, grace is sufficient for me. No, this is foolishness. Absolute foolishness. You are sitting in church. You are sitting by your wife. Your girlfriend is starting you on WhatsApp. And you are replying here. You are in church. You have a side chick. You need a side slap. You need a side slap. You are in church. See? It's lack of... See? Please write this thing down. The problem is lack of understanding. But you see, there's a solution for lack of understanding. We're going to learn about it. I'm, I'm going to teach you. See, people get... Uh, I, I mean, I, I always share my own encounter with the Holy Spirit with you. I don't... I know a lot of stories, but I always like sharing what I go through with the Lord. When you spend time with the Holy Spirit, He will teach you. He will show you great and mighty things you don't know. A lot of people quote that scripture. Wisdom is the principal thing. Have you heard that scripture before? In order to get and get understanding. So people sometimes don't value understanding. They think wisdom is greater than understanding. No. Sometimes, you see, if you have a word that has the same meaning, you in, in, in you know, writing, sometimes you use synonyms to mean the same thing. Wisdom is the same as understanding. Write it down. Wisdom is equal to understanding. What I want to see, you know, I want to answer. 
Are you here with me? What did I just say? Wisdom is what equal to understanding. Wisdom is not old age. Wisdom is not gray hair. Yes, sir. How are you? Wisdom is not how long you have been in this world. Wisdom is understanding. If my son, Isaiah, who is 10 years, understands a word from God and he puts it to practice, and me, his father, I don't do it, Isaiah is wiser than me. It's, a, it's simple as that. I'm not wise automatic because I'm his father. No, 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 no. Understanding is what produces wisdom. Wisdom is not poetry. And then the person can say, will say very nice. They say, wow, this guy is wise. No, no, no. Practical understanding. That is wisdom. Practical understanding. And that is what Solomon displayed. Okay? Discernment, judgment, practical understanding. He understood. He was having understanding that if indeed this woman said this baby is a child. She will never want this baby to be killed. I get what I'm saying. But this woman said, okay, King Solomon, divide this, this boy. Let, 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 do, do it. Go ahead and do it. And the other woman who gave it said, oh no, please, okay, don't do it. You give it to her. Give it to her. Don't do it. There was an understanding. Because if the king did not understand, oh, bad time there, oh, yeah, bad time. There's a way a mother behaves that when you know a mother, you understand that a mother will not just sit down for his, her child to be slaughtered into, into two. Say, no, please don't do it. You give it to this woman. The other woman was like, oh, king, yes, cut him into two. Let's divide. Cut him. But the king understood. That a mother will not talk like that. So I said, okay, this is my judgment. Indeed, you who said I should give it to her, you are indeed a mother. Because he understood what motherhood is. It was not because Solomon was, was old or he was, I don't know how to even describe it. He was like some sweet, no, no, no. He was just putting understanding to work. When you understand something, you become wise. You will know how to practice it understanding. If I know when I lay my hands on the sick, the sick will be healed. When I do it with that understanding, I am behaving wisely. Are you getting it now? Yeah. When you understand that you don't come to church because, oh, but we are not calling to come to church because we want to have numbers. You must understand why you come to church. I don't have to force you to come to church. No, 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 no. We've gone past that level. You must understand why you do it. If you know why you come to church, nobody will pick a phone and call you that come to church. Nobody will do it. You would rather be calling. Apostle, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, do we have church service? You will be calling every day if you know why we do it. That's what I'm saying. I, I won't go to church again because they didn't, nobody called me. Ah, okay, stay at home. That's foolishness. That's absolute foolishness. If you understand why you do what you do, Nobody will tell you to do something. So those wise guys, they understood that they were born again. 
they practice their understanding of the life. That is the oil, right? They carried along. Yes, you know, they were also in the well. In fact, the Bible said, the Bible said, all of them, they slumbered. In other words, all of them, they slept. But the truth is that not all sleeping is sleeping. Though. Somebody is sleeping, but the person always, he thinks while sleeping that me, I'm a child of God, I'm born again. He, in their slumber, they still practiced eternal life. They knew that they, they were in the spirit, and they never let their spirituality leave them. But the other ones, the foolish ones, oh, they went into the world, and the world was organizing parties, and they were there. The world was organizing um, whatever, and they were there, and they were mingling with the world, and they conformed to the world, and they took out the image of the world so much that they lost their identity. So when the Lord shouted at midnight, hey, I'm coming. They quickly, hey, our Lord is coming. Our Lord is coming. Our Lord is coming. Let's go back to the church. Let's go back. When they got to the church, they, even though they were sleeping, they were always what? Remembering the Lord. And they were living the way they should live. But the foolish ones, they went too far. May you never be found as a foolish child of God. I get what I'm saying. Now, does a child of God truly lack understanding? The answer is no. No child of God honestly lacks understanding. Now, let's explore this in a, a, a bit further. Now, turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 119. Psalm, the book of Psalms, chapter 119, 119. And we will look at verse number 130. Psalm 109. Verse number 130. Are you there? Alright. It says, The entrance of your words gives light. And it gives understanding to the simple. Did you see that? The entrance of your word, it gives what? It gives what? I can't hear. It gives what? Light. And then what else has to do? Understanding to who? The simple. Which means that even as you are hearing the logos of God for me right now, it is not coming without understanding. The entrance of the word, it brings light. And then there's understanding to the simple. Now, who is the simple in this verse? The, the, sorry, the Hebrew word that has been translated simple is the word pitayim, pitayim. P-E-T-A-Y-I-M, pitayim. Now, pitayim means a naive person or an open-minded person. Who is a naive person? A naive person is someone who is so innocent like like a child my boy 
um, Gabriel. Naive. You know, there are some words people hear and they think it's an insult. It's not an insult. Jesus said, we have to have childlike attitude. He said, let the children come to me. For such are what? The kingdom of God. There are some people, they, they go to church, or they come to church. They are here or wherever church. They come to church with their age. They think they are old enough. The man of God or the pastor cannot talk to them anyhow. They listen with their egos. They think they have gone to school. They are PhDs. While the pastor is teaching, they are marking what the pastor is teaching in their mind. Uh, what he said is wrong. I, I don't agree. This one I agree. This one I don't agree. You are a fool. An open-minded person would always get understanding. I didn't hear what I said. So the solution to have understanding, to have an open mind, don't come to hear the word of God with a prejudice, with a mindset. Oh, I've heard it before. I know it. I've heard it before. Do you know the number of times I have, I have uh, <laughs> read the parable of the ten virgins? Do you know the number of times? It took just, I don't even know, probably it was about six hours encounter with the Holy Spirit. Just last, this last week. For me to understand a parable I've read over the years. If like go and Google. If you're going to find this explanation I'm giving you, go and Google it. Go and Google it. Because I'm always open-minded. I always tell the Holy Spirit, Father, teach me. This is my attitude. I never claim I know it all. No. I, have nev I will never do that. That I know it all. Even what, what you are saying is something that I know. I always keep quiet and listen to you. I don't come with a high mind. Oh, I know, I know. I know. I if you always say, I know, I know, I know. You know nothing. Be humble. Have an open mind. Listen. That is how understanding comes. When you are hearing the word of God, hear the word of God like a baby, like a child, a naive child who knows nothing. I know what I'm saying. Listen to it. When you listen to the word, understanding will come. Because, saints, you need understanding to bear fruit. The five foolish virgins, they did not bear fruit because they did not have understanding. And the Lord left them behind. Don't just say, I'm born again. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. And you're not living it. Please. This is all that this parable is about. Amen, somebody. Are you with me in church? Imagine all of us. Huh? All of us. Imagine we are living as true children of God. Our homes, at the office, on the internet right now that people behave very awkwardly behind their phones. Even online. Do people know you as a child of God? Or if people are looking for pornography, they will come to your page. There are Christians who are handling and they are promoting content that are contrary to the life they have in Christ. But they say, oh, people are watching. I make money. So I'm okay. 
are leading people astray behind an identity that is not yours and you think it's okay it's never okay are you here with me somebody are you bearing fruit as a child of god because god did not plant his seed in you for you not to bear fruit but the moment you understand it that you're a child of god i have eternal life i live in the spirit i'll be able to now bear fruit now let's go to matthew 13. Matthew chapter number 13. If you follow me for a while, you realize that this, this chapter, we, we, a lot, we read it a lot. Matthew chapter number 13. And I read from verse number 18. Matthew 13 from verse number 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. Another parable. When anyone hears the word of the Lord, what hears the word, sorry, of the kingdom and does not understand it, what happens? Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the story of the five foolish virgins. Because they lacked understanding, the devil snatched away the word from their heart. I get what I'm saying. The devil snatches. It, it, it's, see, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Perhaps, perhaps, those who are going about saying, you lose your salvation, you lose your salvation. If they have anything at all to say, they should have be saying, watch, so that the devil does not steal you from your salvation. Maybe even that, that is even much better than telling people they will lose it. By yourself, you cannot lose your salvation. Never. But we have just seen that if you lack understanding, the devil will come and snatch it, will steal something from you. So that is why you must watch and pray. Don't give room for the devil because the devil wants to snatch something from you. He wants to steal what is yours. You by yourself, you will not lose it. But the devil wants to steal you. And that is why you must be very careful. Do you understand what I'm teaching you this morning? And that's why when you come to church, you pay attention. You don't, you, don't be, you don't come to church to be sleepy and yawn and feel lazy. No, you come to church to hear God's word, understand it, put it to practice so that you can be transformed. Because the goal is that God wants to transform you. He wants to change you. He wants to move you from a poor person to a rich person. From a sick person to a healed person. From whatever you think you don't like to a place where his glory will be seen in you. Are you here with me? Look at what happened. Let's read further. Let's read on. Probably let's, let's jump to verse number 23. Verse 23. It says, But he will receive seed on the good ground. Is he who hears the word? And that's what? And that's what? And that's what? Understands it. And what happens to the understanding? Best root 30, 60, 100. Praise the Lord, somebody. So the moment you understand, you will do it. You are not doing it because you didn't understand. Hey, please, someone in church. Ah, if you come to church and you are sleeping, you never understood why you should not sleep in church. That's why you are sleeping. 
If you know that you don't come to church to sleep and you understand it, you barefoot, you will not come to church and you'll be feeling, ah, I want to sleep. You will not sleep. Whatever you don't understand, you will not do it. Hey, let me tell you, listen, listen. Lack of understanding does not mean absence of knowledge. I've said it already. People know they have plenty knowledge, but they lack understanding. That is why knowledge alone can make you pride, proudful. The Bible says knowledge pops up. Knowledge pops up. Why? Because knowledge without understanding will make you so proudful. But when you understand knowledge, you know how to put it to practice. The moment you practice what you understand, you are wise. So the one who understands is the one who can bear fruit. Remember in the book of John, Jesus said, God wants us to bear fruit. He said, I'm the vine, my father is the vine dresser. John 15. Right? Let, let's read it. Let's go there. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. John chapter 15 from verse 1. Please open your Bibles. John chapter 15 from verse number 1. It says, I am the true vine, and my father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now listen. The word that, that was translated into the phrase, takes away, other version we say, he cuts off. No. It's not like he's throwing away. The Greek word that has been translated, takes away. Is to lift up. So if you are not bearing fruit, the Holy Spirit will help you, will lift you up by giving you understanding to bear fruit. You see, all that, please, 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 if you are not taking anything home today, take what I'm about to say, write it down. All that matters to God is that you bear spiritual fruit. That is all. As a child of God, that is all that matters to Him. That you bear spiritual fruit. That's, that's, that is the most important thing. In other words, if you say you are born again, let everyone know that you are born again. That's all. Be different. Be different. Be different in your school. Be different at your office. Be different at home. Be different. You have been born again for 10 years. You are still fighting like an unbeliever. Somebody who is not born again. Your attitude and behavior is like somebody who never knew Jesus. Repent and bear fruit. You find Christians taking their fellow Christians to court. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. You are behaving like worldly people. Are you here with me, somebody? It is time for you to live as a true child of God. This is the secret for your prosperity. If you want to prosper, 
Matthew 6, 23. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things shall be added. What? Why did he say that? Because the more you put the kingdom first, it means you are practicing the life in the kingdom. And those who practice kingdom, you know, lifestyle, you don't go poor. Never. 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 You find people who even, ah, so you want me to give? You want me to give so that the pastor and his wife will go and chop? Look at the worldly mentality you have. If you not give, shut up. You don't do anybody a favor if you are giving. You are, you are helping yourself. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? People must understand that God wants you to bear fruit. Because people don't have open mind, that's why they easily get offended when they are being told the truth. Truth doesn't hurt. Jesus said, you will know the truth and the truth will do what? So why do people say truth hurts? It doesn't hurt. Any truth that hurts you, then you did not receive that truth well because the truth will rather set you free. It doesn't hurt you. Are you here with me, somebody? Are you here? So, today's message is timely for you. So that if you think you are on the path of the five foolish virgins, you better reassess yourself and start practicing life, eternal life. Okay? Now, when you go to Galatians 5, I'll be coming down very soon. Galatians chapter number 5. Let's read from verse number 16. Galatians chapter number 5 from verse number 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you may not no, he says you shall. A command. It's an instructive word. Meaning that if you're going to live in the spirit, there's no way the flesh will rule over you. He said, for the flesh lasts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh and these are contrary to one another so that you don't do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit of God, you are not under the law. Now the works, verse 19, of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the likes. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you cannot be born again and then it's okay for you to find yourself in sexual immorality. It's not okay. It's not you. You don't have that life. Oh, are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. You don't have it. You don't have it. That's why even Paul said that if you think you are struggling with that, marry and be free. But even that is not even the utmost. You see, you must understand life. You must understand what you are. You must understand what you stand for. Understand what you stand for. 
Joseph understood who he was and what he represented. So when Potiphar's wife wanted to, to, to desecrate the glory of God upon his life, he flee. He flee. He fled the scene. Praise the Lord. Fled the scene. If you know who you are, nobody will come to you and say, I want to bribe you or corrupt you. No, 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 no. See, I told you last week. Listen, everyone, listen. A godly conscience, having a clear conscience before God, is better than loyalty. And I'll say it anywhere and everywhere I go. I say what? A godly conscience, having peace before God, is better than loyalty. Don't seek loyalty. Seek godly conscience. There's nowhere in the New Testament where we are told to be loyal. We are told to have conscience, godly conscience. In other words, our minds must be what? Clear before God. If you are if you're a pastor and you are with me and you think that I'm doing something that is so contrary to the will of God. And so, uh, because I love apostle and I love him, I love him. So I will always, no, 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 no. You don't have to sin because of me. No. Yes, you can come and talk to me about it. But don't, don't defend me when I'm wrong. I'm, me, I'm not afraid to say things like this. Oh. No, no, no. I'm not afraid to say things like this. Because I want to have a godly... See, I want to stand before God. I know my... Paul said, my conscience is clean. You cannot hold anything against me. Oh, not that, not that you were doing something I knew was bad. But when they came to ask me, I said, oh, it was not like that. No, 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 no. I'll be carrying your burden on my head. I want to have a clear conscience before God. If I, if, if I do what pleases God and it doesn't make you happy, let it rather be so than to make you happy and God is not happy with me. I don't live to please men. I live to please God. The disciples said in John, um, Acts chapter 4, when they told them not to preach in the name of Jesus, he said, all men of Israel, please judge. Is it better to please God or to please men? Please judge. Judge. Some people are men pleasers. They please men. They are bootlickers. Oh, oh, talent. Prophet has been the one who has been giving me some money to trouble. So even when prophet is being foolish, hey, me, I, oh, I won't say it. I'd rather go and defend him because he's the one feeding me. So I'll go and defend him. There's something wrong with you. God is my source and resource. I'll tell you the truth in love because I want it to be well with you. Amen, somebody. Are you here? Always have a godly conscience. I want to go to bed and sleep peacefully. That if Jesus shows up whilst I'm sleeping, my conscience will not make me hide. You see? It was, it was guilty conscience that led Adam and Eve to hide. God, God just called them. Adam, where are you? He didn't say, Adam, why did you sin? No, he didn't even say that. He just called him a friendly Adam, where are you? Yeah, I heard your voice and I went to hide myself. Oh, who told you what you're naked? Who Guilt? No, the way God even spoke to him, it was like God was not even expecting him to say those things. Adam went to hide. Guilty conscience. Hey, I am naked. 
God will ah, come on. But when you have a godly conscience, okay, you always do the right things. You always do the right things. Praise the Lord. Are you here? Are you there in church? All right. So let's let's begin to wrap up and let's read this um, verses. Let's read about three verses, not four in total. Then we will make progress. We're going to read four verses in the book of Proverbs. So go to the book of Proverbs. Go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter number 2. I read from verse number 11. Proverbs chapter 2 from verse number 11. The New King James uses the word discretion. And I know other versions will use the word wisdom. But you see, it's the same thing. But because it's the same thing, they choose synonyms to explain the same thing. Right? Okay. So verse 11. Discretion or wisdom will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. So when you have understanding, it will keep you. It will preserve you. It will deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the um, perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their path to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the, um, the companion of a youth and forget the covenant of a God. So you see what understanding can do for you? When you have understanding and wisdom. When you have understanding or wisdom. Let me put it that way. Because wisdom, understand that it is practical understanding. So if you have understanding, it will save you from the immoral woman. So it, it should tell you how many people would have avoided sexual immorality if they understood the effect of that. Uh, you, you, think, you think that you want, to, you want to flow, you want to flow with the crowd. Oh, you want, you want to feel that you belong, you belong. So they tell you, oh, Tale, oh, this bottle of Guinness, it, it's nothing. I mean, it's nothing. It's just, just, just take this, just sip it. It's nothing. Oh, I mean, this um, Hennessy or whatever. Oh, it's just toko drink. It's nothing. And you want to feel that you belong. It says if you have practical understanding, which is wisdom, it will preserve you. May your understanding of eternal life preserve you from today. Oh, I said, may it protect you from evil. Oh, you didn't say a good amen. I said, may it protect you from evil. May your spiritual understanding preserve you. May it keep you. And let it give you what you have desired in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Understanding will preserve you. Proverbs chapter number three. Go to the next chapter. The next chapter. Chapter number three, and I read from verse number 13. Proverbs chapter three from verse 13. It said, 
Happy is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding. In other words, happy is the one. Blessed is the man who finds practical understanding. That is wisdom. For her proceeds, in other words, the proceeds of understanding, okay, or wisdom, are better than the profit of silver and her gain than fine gold. People wake up in the morning and all that they are looking for is money. <laughs> they, they don't have understanding. Because they are looking for money, they don't even care if they have to kill someone to get money. They don't care. If you have wisdom, if you are wise, like the five wise virgins, he said, the gain of practical understanding, which is wisdom, is better than the profit of what? Silver and gold. Wisdom or understanding, verse, the next verse, verse number 15. It's more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Hey, did you see that? You want to drive a Lamborghini, right? You need understanding. Understanding is better than Lamborghini. It is better than a Ferrari. It is better than a $1 trillion bank account. When you have understanding. Ah, let me tell you. People have money. They are rich, but nobody loves them. Oh, you have not seen some people? Rich people that nobody loves them. As soon as they show up, people start hooting at them. Oh, 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 oh. Go with your money. Blood money. This money. This money. They are rich. They'll start calling you names. When you are wise, when you have practical understanding of eternal life, he said, the gains is better than anything that you ever desire. Oh, Lord. May your desire be a subject of understanding. May everything that you seek for in this world and in Christ come out of divine understanding and divine wisdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't chase money. Don't get up in the morning and chase money. When you wake up in the morning, say, Father, Holy Spirit, grant unto me divine understanding for the day. That's what you need. Eh? Prophet. <laughs> we have examples, but let me say it in parables. You have people who they say they need help. They need help. You give them the money. They will use it and do something else. <laughs> so the problem they have is not lack of money. They didn't have understanding. <laughs> That's why Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swines. There are some people. Remove your golden jacket and give it to them. They will wear it to go and sit it on the toilet. Because they don't understand the value of that jacket. They don't understand it. If you want to clap, clap better for the Lord. They, they don't understand. They don't understand. They don't understand. So it's not anybody who comes to you and say, I need help. Yes, help people. But better find out if they understand what they are going to do. Sometimes they will come back again. They will come back. They'll go and finish the money you're giving them and they'll come back. That challenge, what you gave me, it wasn't enough. Oh. It's not that it's not enough. Give somebody $10 and the person will turn it to $1,000 because they understand. They understand. That's to tell you the number of the, the kind of foolish people that have surrounded us. 
and, and you are taking advice from foolish people. Foolish people who don't have any understanding of life. They are advising you about your marriage. They are talking to you. you uh, uh, don't let me say something. An advice from somebody that, by the grace of God, you are even wiser than. Be very careful. Watch and pray. The thief, the devil, is trying to use people to steal people from the kingdom. Praise the Lord. She's more precious than rubies. All the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Ah, ah, I love the next verse. Please read it with me. Look into it, look into it, look into it. Can we all read verse 16 together? With a tongue's voice, we want to go. Length of days is right hand, in her left hand, riches and honor. So shall be your story in Jesus' name. Length of days shall be yours. You shall live and not die. You shall be rich and be honored. In the mighty name of Jesus, I say you shall be rich and shall be honored. In the name of Jesus. Length of days. I stand here and I tell you that me by revelation I understood that some of us will never die. I, I have said it here and I'll say it everywhere I find myself. I've told God, I've told the Father. I said, Father, if you see that my assignment on earth is finished, never let me taste physical death. Rapture me. I'll never, I'll never stop saying this thing. I believe it with my heart because I'm speaking with understanding. I'm not speaking out of emotions. I know why I speak like that. Don't think I don't know why. I said, if my assignment on earth is finished, me, I never don't. I don't want to see God through death. I want him to rapture me. After he raptured um, Enoch in the Old Testament. Didn't he? Yes. Yeah, rapture them. Jesus didn't go to heaven dead. When he, when he died on the cross, he was raised from the dead, and then they all saw him going. If Jesus had died, and then it was claimed that oh, he went to heaven, Muhammad to die, we can also claim that he went to heaven. But the difference between them and us is that our master came back to life, came back into the body, physical body, and then was taken up into glory in the physical body. Let that be your story. Let that be your faith. Let that be your understanding. See, death, physical death is not your portion. Jesus died on the cross to take you out of physical death. You can believe it. You can believe it. It's a length of days. Riches and honor. Right, length of days is what in what hand? It's on the right hand. Riches and honor on the left hand. May your two hands ever be full of these things in Jesus' name. I said, let it forever be full of these things in the name of Jesus. Riches and honor, length of days. Anything that was aimed to cast out your life in this world, I cast out that pain in the name of Jesus. Karabarado Shehekaya. A child of you see when you are working with this understanding, you will never say I'm poor, I don't have money. Hey, let the economy of this country go to ground zero. If you work with this understanding, you will prosper. Isaac planted on the land of famine. The Bible said he prospered, he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. From today, I prophesy over you, you will begin to prosper from today and continue to prosper until you become very prosperous as you walk in divine understanding in the name of Jesus Christ.
This is the beauty of working understanding. We belong to the ten wise virgins, five wise virgins, because we have understanding. We are wise. We have practical understanding. In our marriages, our marriages will flourish. You will have a correct husband, a correct wife. With me, you will have blessed children. And, and the Holy Spirit told me today, please make sure you gather out the children. We're going to pray for them. God told me, prophesy. Our children will become matured faster than their age. And they will flow in divine understanding. Gather out the children. Because see, Charlie, let me tell you, when you discover this truth, no devil can stop you. No devil can stop you. Work in divine understanding. Practical understanding. When you meet a problem, don't shout. Apply what you have. Hey, no, listen. Peter said, hey, Jesus, the storm is coming. Say, shut up. The storm cannot overcome you. The storm, any problem that meets you, apply the understanding of your life. You have eternal life. You don't have carnal life. You have eternal life. Use your power and authority to silence the voice of the devil. Wow. Look at what he says in verse 17. Her ways are ways of pleasantness. And all her paths are peace. Oh. Ah. Ah. Please, I'll give you an assignment. From today to next week, just focus. Meditate on this one. Proverbs 3. Just, just speak it over yourself every morning. Declare this before you leave your house. Declare it over your life. That my path, as I'm leaving the house, my path is full of pleasantness. And I have peace. I have peace. I have peace. And say, she is a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. Did you see that? How did God create the earth? By wisdom. In other words, whatever he did, he applied practical understanding. He understood what he did. He didn't just create the world out of, oh, let there be light. Like, that's how some people think he did it. Like, let there be light and light came. That was it. Like, <laughs> people think that you know, God just sat down and, and said whatever he felt he wanted to just say. No. There's a difference between forming and creation. He always formed in his mind. He understood what he was doing. He understood why he created man. He understood why he created angels. He understood why he created the sun. He understood why he created the moon. He understood why he created the stars. Everything that God did, he did it with understanding. Practical understanding. And that is wisdom. By wisdom, God founded the earth. He founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up and clouds dropped down the dew. My son, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. It's the same thing. It's all wisdom, discretion. You see, it's practical understanding. So there will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Amen. Please go home and con just take it every day like your food. Eat it in the morning. Eat it in the afternoon. Eat it at night. Declare this over your life. You have eternal life. Work in that understanding. Okay, let me just read the last one and then we'll, we'll move on to pray. Colossians chapter number three. Colossians. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Colossians chapter number three. I read verse 16. It said, 
16 and 17. It said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, right? Teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Be on your feet. From today, whatever you do, whether in thought, in your, in your speech, in your attitude, I pray that you will do it with practical understanding. The five foolish virgins, they lacked understanding. So they conformed to the well. And the devil was able to snatch them and steal them. But those who were wise, they applied the understanding of eternal life. And the master came from them. Don't just say, Jesus is coming, and then you go and live anyhow. Live with understanding. I want you to see... I want you to just pray. We're just going to pray before we pray for our children. I want you to just pray from the bottom of your heart. You know, the Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, in other words, if you lack understanding, practical understanding, ask God and he will give you. Since you got born again after today, if you are living a life that does not portray eternal life and does not glorify the Father, you're going to pray that the Father shall restore you with understanding. Amen? That the Father should restore you with understanding. And that from today, from today till the Lord shows up in the sky, everything that you do with divine understanding. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life People. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcasts and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.